On today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, Jalen Hurts ranked number three overall in the NFL Top 100. Is linebacker Nicholas Morrow playing for his job this weekend? Preseason standouts, all that and more on a Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Tuesday edition of the show. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. And uh, Gino, we were talking about it before the show. It's eerie how similar this timeline has gone compared to when you look back after the 2017 season. Last night, Jalen Hurts, they were wrapping up the NFL Top 100 He's ranked number three, only behind it was Patrick Mahomes, number one. I believe Justin Jefferson was number two. Mm -hmm. Yep. Carson Wentz was ranked number three right after the 2017 season after being an MVP runner up. It's man. I know we've talked about the show, but one of the weirdest, most unique, interesting stories in the history of sports is just the way the Eagles quarterback position specifically has gone over the last, I don't know, five, six years. I would say for future Gino, remind me to buy Lou's book on this topic in oh, 10 yeah. plus years back. from now. <laughs> Lou's going to write a, a fantastic book on the state of the Eagles quarterback Working room, which in a couple words is just wizardry, witchcraft. Like you can't right. put an actual yeah. adjective to it, right? How to describe it because just six years ago, you're sitting there after an MVP runner up season. After a season where you get to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and you're saying Carson Wentz should be the guy for the next six to seven years. We went yeah. on record saying that time and time again. But Jalen Hurts, Lou, it, it just feels different. And I think a lot of I what agree. the guys were saying in that segment about him was that when guys work as hard as he does and are mm-hmm. wired like him, it's no surprise when they go out there and have success. And that's what I believe is Jalen Hurts' mo and the thing that's, that's division going to rival take him. said Gino by the way that was Jonathan Allen that you were quoting there yeah quite literally and there's guys like Chris Jones who we played in the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes and all of those guys spoke very very highly of him and the one thing they continued to touch on Lou was how impressive he was with his arm and that's the one point where we just have to continue to harp on is that people yes. will continue to say oh Jalen Hurts he's a running back and and if you're still making that you're making that quote you're a troll or you're just a clown at this or point. they highlight his work ethic and leadership yeah. and all the other good pauses but you're right Gino. i noticed in that segment too players were talking also about the physical gifts how much of a nightmare those defensive players said he is to go against because i think one of the giants secondary players or it was um, one of the colts kenny moore i believe the colt safety said hurts wants to be a pocket passer he's a pocket passer now that can be an elite runner Whereas in 2021, he was a scrambling quarterback that sometimes would throw. And if you look at all the numbers, he's a, he's a pure pocket passer at this point, Lou. And that's why the transition of getting to that point where he can protect his body a little more and be in the pocket and use his legs when he needs to, that's the evolution that we want to see. And I think we saw a good step in the right direction last year with that. And I love the quote from Chris Jones saying, man, he squats 500 pounds. Get this quarterback out of the weight room. And I went back today, Lou, and I looked at all the Jalen Hurts touchdowns and how many times 
quite literally did this guy carry this team on his back. Look at the like last into play. The, the Minnesota game, Lou, that mm-hmm. touchdown, I watched it probably three or four times in a row today. He had no right scoring the, from where he was contacted. The only player I've seen make plays like that is, I think, Cam Newton. The only other quarterback I can say from, that yeah, physically that imposed their will like that at that position. There's, there's nobody else like that. And when that could be... The thing that the 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 Uno reverse card, right? Like when you're like, okay, we're gonna keep him in the pocket, and he might not be having the best day. Then he goes and shreds you for a hundred some odd yards on the ground, and yeah, he's had multiple three hundred plus in the air performances, and you're hoping that he only takes a step forward. Dale's Goddard has went on record saying he wants to hit one thousand yards. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, you know what their floor is. Mm. DeAndre Swift should come in and give you a bigger element in the pass game out of the backfield. I'm expecting the guy that was the number three player in the NFL who arguably had the best performance in a Super Bowl ever. Chris Jones said it himself. Gino, I rewatched after Chris Jones said that I re as hard as it is. I went back and rewatched some Jalen Hurts highlights from that game. Honestly, I came away with it thinking, and I don't know if it's biased because I haven't watched the past performances in a long time, but that might have been the most unstoppable eagle of all time was Jalen Hurts in Super Bowl 57. Maybe over Nick Foles, Super Bowl 52, any game of Michael Vick in 2010, Wentz in 2017. I don't know if anybody's topping what he did in that game. If you eliminate the fumble. Over 350 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. Flawless. The highest quarterback rating of any quarterback in Super Bowl history under the age of 25. I mean, it nearly flawless except for one damn play. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about performances in big moments for this team, it's right up with Nick Foles in the two back-to-back games of the it's, NFC it's Championship and the Super Bowl. It's, it's just, just as good, fumble, right? And you talk about Donovan McNabb, what was his biggest thing? Coming up short in those big moments. Did mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts come up short, Lou? Not in my opinion. No, the two-point conversion is all you need to watch. I mean, that guy literally carried four players into the end zone to tie the game up. So, no, it was one of the most— Devontae said that was his favorite play, by the way, which is huge. It was one of the most dominant and clutch performances in Super Bowl history. And the fact that, again, it didn't end in a ring is frustrating. But, you know, how much fun is—it just makes things so much easier to talk about, I feel like, when you know you have an elite quarterback. I was thinking about this even yesterday with linebacker. It's not that I— you know, you stop caring about the other positions and not that it's not that everything else doesn't matter. You you obviously don't want to go down that route and get complacent once you feel like you have your quarterback because then everything that happened with Wentz can happen once again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, like, even though linebacker is a little bit of a concern and we're talking about Miles Jack yesterday and Zach Cunningham, when you have a player like Hertz, it does make me feel more relaxed talking about those topics. It's like, yeah, do they need to address certain things? Sure. But when you have that guy, it makes everything just so much easier and, and more fun. The Eagles played with 33% of their team in that Super Bowl. They didn't have a special teams unit that was ready to play, and their defense didn't come away they with nearly a beat, single stop. And they nearly beat the best team of the NFL in the last 20 years since the New England Patriots. Without a doubt. And Patrick Mahomes, in yeah. that segment, said, I'm looking forward to facing this guy many more times in big games like, in you know, my that career. That game doesn't show you the value of that position in the NFL, like that's what I would show everybody. Anytime you ask me why quarterback's the most important position mm-hmm. in sports, I'll show you that game because you're so dead on. They lit, it was Jalen Hurts carrying two two units that were just yeah. not they were just and not even just the special teams and defensive units. The run game was non-existent in that too. They, they were literally just throwing the ball in a shootout against Patrick Mahomes and nearly mm-hmm. and nearly pulled it off. 
Yeah, it was so re- we talk about how things are weirdly reminiscent in Eagles history. How reminiscent was it to the 2017-2018 Super yeah, Bowl against New England? And you don't man. get the stop that you needed. Yeah. And hopefully they the, the hopefully, excuse me, I don't know. My mouth just broke there for a second, but hopefully this go around. You have a quarterback and the team around him, Lou. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that we have to harp on as well. Jalen doesn't have that performance without A.J. Brown being oh, of course. an absolute bully in the air. Yeah. And Devontae Smith just playing the game of his life. And same with Dallas Goddard in that offensive yeah. line. But, man, those guys don't make plays without the guy who has to seemingly touch the ball every single snap. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest variable in the sport. When one individual accounts for that much time outside of the center for touching the ball, you yeah. have to have one of the top guys number two in the NFL, according to the rest of the league, the number one guy in the NFC by leaps and bounds at this point, Lou. Yeah. I am so happy and looking at this team in a much better light this year than I was two years ago. And that has to go so much to Jamie. Oh, me too. Do you know what I mean? Through it, man. You should have seen the the amount of tweets and I, and I love the fun banter on Twitter, but the amount of our listeners that were just sending me with no context, just like a Malik Willis gif after I said how fun it was to watch that segment of Hertz. Number three Mm. is hilarious because yeah, two years ago, this was not the tone at all, but it feels great to, I mean, how many times have we said it's the best tasting crow of all time. So Jalen Hertz ranked number three in the NFL's, NFL top 100, the third best player in the league. And I don't know, to me, he should be number two. Justin Jefferson is not a better player than Jalen Hurts. I don't know. So that, that to me should have been number two with Mahomes. Uh, Gino, let's get back into some roster talk though. I want to go back to the linebacker position after they signed miles Jack and Zach Cunningham is Nicholas Morrow potentially going to go from a starter to cut. We'll get into that and more coming up next right here on the Locked on Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by our partners over at eBay Motors, who have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Lyre to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And it's my boy. The my guy of 2022, Christian Watson from the Green Bay Packers. Gino, everybody's talking about Garrett Wilson. Everybody's talking about Chris Olave when it comes to that second-year breakout receiver, as they should. Garrett Wilson gets Aaron Rodgers. Chris Olave last year was a stud with Andy Dalton, right? And now he gets Derek Carr. But I'm telling you, wait a few more rounds. And Christian Watson, I know he's got Jordan Love, which is a a what-if, but... Christian Watson last year, the second half of the season, really broke out. He's a touchdown machine. I think he's just as talented as those other two, and the value is so much better. Christian Watson, I think, is a fantasy wide receiver, two this year, and he has wide receiver one upside. And he is the best player offensively on that team. Oh, by far. Far and away outside of Aaron Jones. And look at their weapons. They're all first or second year players. And when you look at what you can get out of a player like Watson, not only is he going to dominate with his huge frame, his unbelievable athleticism down the field, but they're going to get him the ball on jet sweeps. They're going to get him on end arounds. They're going to get him the ball in space to go and make plays. And if you want to rack up those yards after the catch, man, this kid is going to be, I said 15 touchdowns before the show when we were talking about this. 
he's going to come close to that number this year. I agree. Vinny Lyre from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship this season. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle with eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it all and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC up, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you're going to have everything set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up, or I should say continuing on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Gino, let's dive back into linebacker. Yesterday, or I should say Sunday, the Eagles signed Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. Two veteran linebackers that had a lot of starting experience over the years. With Jack was with uh, Jacksonville for a while, Pittsburgh last year. Cunningham was with the Tennessee Titans over the last two years. So suddenly, and this was it was inevitable, right? Because behind Nickobe Dean and Nicholas Morrow, it was Christian Ellis, it was Davian Taylor before he was released, Sean Bradley, just no experience. And although linebacker, we don't really value it all that much. We were definitely concerned about the depth, right? And I think it's interesting, though, now that they added Jack and Cunningham and the way Ellis has looked this summer, suddenly Morrow was like, we kept bunching him in with Dean. It was like, okay, outside of Dean and Morrow, like those are your two starters. But I'm not so sure now, man, like with Jack and Cunningham in here, Nicholas Morrow might have went from like an unquestioned starter to, I don't know, again, Ellis and Bradley are special teamers. They're probably, and they're not keeping six linebackers. Morrow might end up getting cut, man. There's like no guaranteed money on his contract either. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. When you go through the daily reports from all the beat writers from camp and you pick up those little nuggets of where the depth chart lies, when two guys that were just signed less than 48 hours ago are getting first team snaps. Yeah, Jack was already getting first team reps today. Yeah. That's not looking good for him. And he could be Eric Wilson. To the nth degree. It's what it feels like, man. And no fault of his own? Or really is it? I don't, I don't think know. He's he, a good he, player they, they when they signed he, you. Right. They said he has not looked great in practice. No. And he came out of college being a safety. He only really had one solid year of production being that last year in that Bears defense, which was on defense a lot of the time, being a bad football team. Mm. And you're coming in here and Sean Desai is going to ask you to do a lot of different things. And he's asking his players to do a lot of different things, being three safety looks, even four safety looks, which they brought out there today. What does that make expendable when you put that many DBs out there? Well, it's linebacker. In comes Miles Jack. In comes Cunningham. Both of those guys are taking first and second team reps immediately with the Kobe Dean out. Christian Mm -hmm. Ellis, who can play special teams and apparently is getting the green dot when Nicobe Dean is not in the rotation. And Sean Bradley, who's probably in consideration to be your special team's captain. How does Morrow make this roster unless Cunningham or Jack? He doesn't, you know, because, right, yeah, I guess he's going to have to battle with the veterans because let's say hypothetically Cunningham and Jack both make it. Dean's a lock. That's three. Christian Ellis and Sean Bradley. That's five linebackers already. There's no I way they're keeping they a keep, six. Yeah. yeah, and I don't even know if, yeah, I mean, do you want to keep five linebackers with this roster? I'm not even sure about that. So, yeah, there's probably like one spot 
available. And I don't know if Morrow is going to end up making the cut, especially again, there's no guarantees. They can easily get out of this contract. And also you're hearing all these young DBs look really good. You mentioned all the safety mm-hmm. looks that they're running, but Eli Ricks is making plays now. We talked about Mackie Gardner. Um, uh, Kelly Ringo has been getting some first team reps. Everybody's raving about Josh Job. So I think they're going to go DB heavy at corner and safety. So that makes the numbers even tighter. I, genuinely, if I was predicting right now, starter versus not on the roster at all, I would lean more towards saying Morrow's not even playing on this football team. And look at the track record of this position, Lou. It isn't out of bounds. I mean, this has happened time no, I mean, and Corey time Nelson, and time, exactly and time, what LJ, and time again. Even though it was a mistake, this is exactly what happened with LJ Fort. He was signed in the spring. Everybody thought this is one of your starters mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. Underrated move. And he ends up yeah, getting four caught years, in the summer. Four years to the day, actually, because it's four years ago that we got engaged. I remember watching that LJ Fort preseason game and saying, this kid is probably going to make the roster. And they cut him like the next day. What a day for it, Gino. He gets engaged and he's breaking down LJ Fort performances. We might have to break <laughs> down a, a wedding night third preseason game this year. That might be total sicko move. Yeah, but that's right. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's that's been the MO. If the guy doesn't show out and the coordinator doesn't love him, the Eagles are more than willing to move on, especially at that position and especially when you can bring in a street free agent like Cunningham and, and the Miles Jackson is going to be they, around the same if not better let me ask you this if they made that move instead of Morrow a couple months ago it would have probably would have felt yeah. better honestly if not the same I was going to say Gino I think Miles Jackson better I think both are probably better players than Morrow yeah I don't think Morrow he was just the best that they got at the time that's exactly. really all they had and we we're trying to talk ourselves into it and sure. frankly that's not good enough in the nfl even at the linebacker position but the good thing is you're going to see terrell edmonds in there in a lot of big nickel situations we talked mm-hmm. about the versatility of nolan smith and if patrick johnson can come back healthy and kyron johnson has been flashing as well but like you said lou with all of these young guys on rookie contracts flashing how do you keep a guy that you're not you have gonna no lean, connection to? Yeah, you're not going to side with the one-year rental veteran ever. No, not Howie Roseman. He kept Davion Taylor on the roster until the very last second that he could get rid of as this long, guy. He's, right? He milked that as long as possible, yeah. And he's going to continue to do that with the Josh Jobs of the world, in my opinion. A.J. Brown mentioned him by name. He's like, I'm sick of going against Josh Job and <laughs> Darius Slade. These guys know what I do. So next week when they have those practices – I think that's going to be a big time for a lot of these young kids and especially at the linebacker position, Lou, because in those one-on-ones, you're going to be going against Cleveland and you're going to be going against Indy and you're going to go and you're going to be going against guys that are going to give these linebackers fits when you're going against running backs, going against tight ends. How do they look in space? I bet you Miles Jack and Cunningham look better than Nicholas Morrow does right now. I would probably agree with you for sure. Eagles Ravens is this Saturday Seven o'clock, first preseason game. Gino, if you had to say, because there's a lot of players that have been on our radar so far throughout training camp, a lot of these new additions we've been highlighting on both sides of the ball, a lot of the young players. If you were to say there's a guy that we're not talking about as much right now, but maybe after Saturday's first game against Baltimore, we're talking about a whole lot more. Is there somebody that would come to mind? I think Makai Gardner is definitely mm. up on that list. That's man. a good one. Not a lot. I mean, he's kind of come out of nowhere, but it sounds like, I mean, he's somebody that could pop in this game. Martin Frank says him and Nada on offense. Joseph Nada. Joseph the Nada. A lot of people are saying Nada is like the best non-lock at receiver so mm-hmm. far. He said that both of those guys have just made a wild play every time that yep. he's watched them in practice. At least one time in practice, he said. And when you look at those young guys and the UDFAs, 
you usually are going to find a guy at a position like linebacker where you don't have as many, but mm-hmm. what a luxury it is, Lou, that at wide receiver, that at cornerback, you're saying, do we have to keep these guys? Because that hasn't been the case in the past. Because in the past, you've just kept cornerbacks because that's what you had. And you didn't have, let's say, six guys worth keeping on the roster. I think you have seven, eight, nine guys, especially at defensive back, potentially on the roster that you could keep. And the way Justin Evans seems to be getting first-team reps and how they are cycling all these safeties in there. Using Sydney everybody. Brown's Come on, working up. Sidney yeah. Brown has been – it sounded like he looked really good. Where Sunday. does Morrow fit in? Like, yeah, I, I don't keep no, that guy over he doesn't. those guys. And, you know, Sidney Brown, I'm, I'm excited to watch him on Saturday. It sounded like during the open practice he has been – Again, with Brown, he's by far the most athletic and ball-skilled safety that you have Mm. on this roster. As a third-round pick, he was a top-five safety for me and you in this prospect pool in 2023. If he starts – and the one concern people have had with him is his size, but it sounds like the aggression is the highlight of his game so far. Mm -hmm. A lot of reporters are saying he is going for the big hits. So to see him in live game action, I think obviously – you know, he's a third round pick. So, you know, he is a highlight of this team right now that people know, but he has kind of gone under the radar with all the other big names they added during that draft. And so I think during the preseason, he's going to show off some skill that you're like, none of these other safeties have this. We need to get this kid on the field, maybe from the jump. It might be like Reed Blankenship last year, where every yes. game you're like, this kid is just around the you freaking ball making and seven like, tackles. And then you're starting to think, why the hell did we sign Jaquaski Tart? Yeah, and Reed Blankenship right now is your number one safety, like through and through. He's your number he one. Is. He had a great interception, I guess, today on Jalen Hurts, a diving catch where he jumped right in front of a route, and boom. What a world, and that's what we're talking about is the safety position with guys like Reed Blankenship leading the way, but that's what this time of year is for. What if they don't have a preseason? I know people want to eliminate it, Lou, but do you even have Reed down the road when you need him? Oh, for this part of the evaluation process, you need a preseason. Does it have to be four games or even three? Probably not. I'd take two is probably the right middle ground. If you gave me two games and four days of televised inter-squad practices, I think I'd be fine. I think that'd be a great middle. If you could televise those joint practices, that's a great negotiation. Even just the one-on-one, seven-on-seven. You don't have to give me anything team-wise. No, I would enjoy that more than the preseason, Gino. Give me like one-on-ones with... The Colts coming to town and Anthony Richardson. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I think it would be the best way to evaluate talent at, at some points while keeping these guys healthy and because it's more controlled. So the, the situations, yeah. honestly, I think they're easier to evaluate. I mean, obviously, and you want game action to see yeah. how these guys respond, but I like the controlled, like let's see what they do in this situation type of environment with the joint practices. And I think coaches would like that too, where if you could get. Yep. Let, let's get four plays from the 40, four plays from the 30, four plays from the 20. Like do it situationally like that. You would get a lot more out of it than just having yeah. a preseason game where some guys are going to play their starters. Some are going to play their third team and you're not going to get the matchups that you want to see. And especially Philadelphia, you're going to be seeing a lot of young guys going against other teams like Baltimore to have a lot more veterans than you do. And Cleveland, who has a lot more veterans than you do. Indy will probably be closer to the age of yes. guys that you're seeing play in Philadelphia. But the Trey Sermons of the world, I think the Grant Calcateras, the Jack Stoles, those guys have great opportunities to show out over these next couple weeks. And that's where they're going to have to step up because right now there's more than 53 guys who are worthy of a roster spot. And that's a great situation to be in if you are a football team. I agree. And it comes down to figuring out, is it by position? Are we going to keep five linebackers? Are we just going to say, screw it, and 
We're going to go four backers and just keep 11 DBs if you want to group it like that. The next couple weeks, and when that cutdown day comes, Lou, especially because it's just one day. It's just one now. Yeah, it's all going to be It's going to be shocking. It's going to be tough to stomach some of those guys leaving, but it's better to be like this than in the past where you're saying, oh, let's see if we could go out and get a guy on roster cutdown day that can be an impact player for us. I I think it's going to be opposite where there's a lot of teams that want to get players from this roster, Mm -hmm. which is a good position. Chris Franklin of NJ.com, when he was on the show last week, was saying the exact same thing. It's like, Teams are going to be watching the waiver wire to see what Eagles are available. So, yeah, that's a good situation to be in. And they have a game to showcase it this Saturday night against the Baltimore Ravens, 7 o'clock. Gino and I, though, we've got shows for you Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to get you ready for that game. Joint practices, all that and more coming up still this summer. Right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you for tomorrow's edition of the show. Shout out to our everydayers. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.